Hey everybody, welcome back. This is From Idea to Reality, the Majundum Podcast with Elvin Freitas. Just want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Majundum. The mission is to make the idea of an expectant father reading to his child, aka Majundum, an instinct. And to create a world where they can have paid time off to attend prenatal visits to support their pregnant partners. This will empower future dads to become more involved with their children's lives, leading to, among other things, lower rates in crime, drug use, teenage pregnancy, high school and college attrition, suicides, and poverty. Please text 914-297-8574 to learn more. Once again, that's 914-297-8574. Magendum. Love starts at the beginning. So today, I had a fantastic conversation with uh, Jonathan Palmer. Now, if you're on LinkedIn and you haven't seen his videos yet, get on LinkedIn and look at his videos. Absolutely fantastic. What a great story. Used to be a wrestler, became an accountant. Got on LinkedIn just like a couple months ago. It's just doing amazing things. And um, I think you're going to really enjoy his, his story. And I will talk to you afterwards. Enjoy. My name is Jonathan Palmer. I am a former accountant, former professional wrestler that has wow. turned into a life focused on uh, social media marketing, of all things. Never thought that this was going to be... Uh, what I would be doing or focusing my time on, but I feel so grateful. And I'm so excited with all the opportunities that LinkedIn specifically is providing me with at this very moment. Wow. So where are you located right now, Jonathan? I'm in sunny Miami, Florida. It is a beautiful night. I think it's like 75 degrees right now. So uh, for all of those of you (laughs) who may be in the snow right now, so sorry. I recommend that you book some (laughs) tickets and get down to Miami as quickly as possible. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so let's dive in, man. This is so cool. So you said two things already that I want to learn more about. Uh, So you were an accountant first, and then you became a wrestler? What's the story? (laughs) It's just... uh, (laughs) Well, okay, there, you've got Bruce Wayne and then you got Batman, right? So Bruce okay, Wayne gotcha. is kind of like the normal suit and tie and the Batman's like the cool one at night, you know, that does the crime fighting. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, was, I was a professional wrestler first and uh, oh, wow. I did that for about five years. And okay. uh, I just recognized the fact that I was not as talented as some of the other guys. And, and it's always such a hard yeah. thing to do, but sometimes you just have to walk away from things when you recognize the fact you know, it's self-awareness, right? You have to recognize yeah, yeah. when, when you're just not made for something. So uh, yeah, I became a, your, your neighborhood accountant and got my degree. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this is all happening in Florida or was this somewhere else? Oh yeah, no, this was happening in Florida, but um, you know, for the wrestling, I, I would travel a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. you know, at one point I worked with uh, the WWE, which is the big, professional wrestling yeah, organization yeah. worldwide. Yeah. And um, yeah. so I did a little bit of work with them. And uh, yeah. it's just one of those things. When, when you get like a taste of success, it's so much yeah. worse. Because when you're backstage <laughs> and you're around the stars, you're around the rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're like, wow. I'm here. This is possible. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
then it was it was just so much harder to let go when things didn't work out. So, wow, that's interesting because I've heard that they actually don't pay well. Uh, you got to be um, a big time yeah. star to get a lot of money, and the pay really isn't that well. Is that true? Uh, yes, uh, for the, for the most part, unless you're one of the top top stars. Uh, yeah, you're the thing is you have to pay for all your own expenses, and the rest is aren't insured. They're they're considered independent contractors. So yeah. Um, yeah. So many of the expenses come out of their own pocket, but of course, it's it's wow. like any other industry. If you're one of the top guys, uh, you're doing yeah. very well for yourself. But everybody kind of yeah. in the mid card, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a struggle, it's a hustle for them as well. Even worse now because they're taking away a lot of the house shows, the untelevised events. So a lot of those guys, they're in for it. It's going to be a challenge. Wow, wow. Okay, so so you figured out. Okay, this is not for me even though you got to see The Rock and, the, and, and all those folks, that's awesome. And so then you okay, I'm going to be an accountant. All right. So then you got into being an accountant. And how long, how long, wait, how long did you do the wrestling for? How many years? Five years, right? Yeah. Like, like, like about five years, you know, you give it a, okay. you give it a fair shot. So. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you got into accounting. Now, how, how long were you doing accounting until you realized you wanted to start. Now, were you always on LinkedIn? I mean, at no. what point did you get on LinkedIn? Okay, I, so tell, okay. tell me that story. Mind-blowing. I got, on, I got on LinkedIn in the middle of December. Of this, 2019? Of 2019. Wow. <laughs> okay, so wait, before we get to that, so, so let's go back, let's go back. So now you're, now you, you finished the wrestling and you're an accountant. Okay, yeah. so what year was this when you switched to being an accountant? Yeah, so I, I became an accountant and I suppose like a 2015 funny story. I was working as a bartender on South Beach. Um, I was working as a bartender on South Beach. It was Christmas night and it was like three o'clock in the morning. And while bartending, a woman like physically attacked me with a plate, threw a plate at me, shattered, wow. cut me up. Yeah. And mommy and daddy were like, you know what, John? I don't, I don't think, I don't think bartending's for you anymore. We're going to scoop you up and recruit you. So then I became a part of a forensic accounting firm because mommy and daddy bailed me out. So um, I ended up doing that for, for five years. I I paid my dues uh, in accounting and the way that social media came into all of this is uh, my, my father, Joe Palmer, he's our CEO. Um, he decided that he he wanted to rebrand the organization, and you know, uh, the Generation X, I suppose you could say, they're not quite as familiar with social media, so they don't really know yeah. a ton about marketing. But um, I have a little bit of a background in marketing as well, so I said, you know what, let me let me try social media. Um, I'd never done it before. I knew basically nothing about it. Um, so mm-hmm. all I did is I gravitated towards the people that were winning on social media, you know, for example, you know, your Gary V's, your Grant Cardone, yeah. your Shea yeah. Rosebottoms. Um, I just, yeah. I just followed what they were doing just, but in my own mm-hmm. voice. And it's incredible mm-hmm. how quickly things can happen when you just focus on, on, on that. So what year was this when your dad was like, you know, we got to change things up and you said, well, let's do some social media marketing. What year was that? Oh, it was way, way back in October of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, literally okay. it was uh, October 2019. And what I did is I built up the company page. And what I did is I kind of put uh, my father at the forefront. 
here's one of the things that I find really interesting about uh, insecurities. Um, because, because I came from a background of professional wrestling and I came from a background of, you know, accounting, but I'm not a top accountant. I wasn't a particularly skilled accountant. So I told myself, well, I don't want to put my face on social media because I'm nobody. Nobody's going to care about what mm. I have to say. Nobody's going to care about um, my beliefs or my thoughts because I'm just, I, I don't have the, the seasoning that a 30 year accountant with all yeah. this experience, they're going to want to listen to that guy, not me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I was super intimidated about posting because I thought, how is anybody going to view me as an authority? I've only been doing this for five years and I'm competing with executives that this is their entire life. Yeah. So yeah, totally. I, I really stayed behind the scenes until my dad actually told me, don't post this. It was an idea that I had. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to post it on my own page. And it just blew. Mm. And then you know, it caused a lot of friction within our family, in our family company, because he's like, he told me not to do something like a little. Yeah, yeah. I did it and it worked. So just imagine mm. from his point of view, he's just like, oh, kids these days, you know? <laughs> gotcha. So now my, my question is, so you got on LinkedIn and you know, because I we met through LinkedIn, and I'm just so curious. Like, how did you start? What was you started you following? Like you said, the Gary V's and everyone else, and then so you were consuming content, you're consuming, you're looking at all this stuff, and you're trying to figure out a strategy, and then and then you said, okay, now I'm gonna start to create content, and so you got these insecurities, and, and, you, and I'm glad you talked about that because that's so true. You know, it's like people get super insecure when they start to create content. So when you started to create content. Like, do you remember, like, your first uh, post? And do you remember, like, did you get, you know, when you got no feedback, how did you feel? And maybe you got one like or two likes. I mean, t talk us about that experience. I, uh, it, what I feel like is the most important thing that people need to do is you need to, uh, I learned this from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I was big into bodybuilding when I was a professional wrestler. And um, yeah. it was something that he lives by. And I think it's such an important lesson for anybody that's listening. And that is uh, the art of visualization. I, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about how he was 14, 15 years old. He envisioned himself living in California, being a famous actor, having a bodybuilding physique. He saw the image of the body that he wanted in his mind years before he ever physically had it. So when it comes to anything that I've done in my life, I keep that same principle. And that is, I see myself as already successful. I see myself at the end goal because it's almost like light at the end of the tunnel or like when you're running a race, when you can see the finish line, you're going to run a little faster. But when the finish yeah. line is over a mountain and you can't see it, you almost feel a little bit defeated, just like not as motivated. But when you see that finish line, you start, you, you just take off, you sprint. And that's what it was like for me. I visualized myself in a position where I was successful. So that's the way that I spoke. That's the way that I acted. And just by almost what feels like miracle, um, it just kind of worked <laughs> out. <laughs> so are you saying that you were pretty like successful right away? Because most people I've spoken to, they were like, yeah, I post stuff and I got in the crickets, you know, I got crickets. So you're saying that your stuff was pretty, uh, a responsive right away you were getting good feedback yeah, right um, away i don't want to sound wow. arrogant, so please like, forgive me <laughs> it's if okay. I do. no it's okay man go for it i, I need to okay. make a deal you're gonna edit this out 
<laughs> if it makes you look bad. <laughs> no, no, no go for in it. all seriousness, um, what I think it is, is it's just like, uh, you know, if I went on a basketball court right now and I tried to play basketball like LeBron, I wouldn't be able to do it because I'm not a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I don't have a talent for that. But, you know, when it comes to uh, social media marketing, I'm like a LeBron where it's you know, a lot of it is practice and a lot of it is taking the time yeah. to learn the, the, what it takes to, to be successful at it. But I think in my case, it was just, I, I think I just had it. It was, it was something mm. that's innate, something that's natural. And it wasn't something that I had to cultivate a lot. So in the same way that some people can just pick up a basketball and make a three pointer without really trying, yeah. I, I think yeah. social media marketing just kind of fell in my lap in a very similar way. Oh man, that's awesome. I get it now. So when you were doing your research and you were, um, you know, following all these folks, what kind of patterns did you see? What kind of trends did you see that you said, you know what, this is, this is working. I want to try this. Do you remember um, yes, that time absolutely. way back? In uh, for all of your listeners, um, one of the biggest mistakes that I see them make, and I, I try to express it through my messages, but just doesn't seem to get through to them. And listen, please, don't take my advice because then it's going to be more competition for me. So I actually hope nobody <laughs> listens to this. <laughs> listens to this advice. I want them to listen to the podcast. I don't want them to listen to this advice. But uh, the advice that I would give is everybody always tries to talk about themselves, their successes, their mm-hmm. what they're doing, you know, they're trending on like the, the popular one right now is, oh, look at me. I'm trending on LinkedIn. I'm trending under mm-hmm. trending or I'm trending under hashtag whatever. <laughs> I see that yeah. a lot. And mm-hmm. the way that I always put it to them, you know, is, okay, what do you want me to say to that? How can I engage with that? Congratulations. Like, you know, let me give you a round of applause. Like there's nothing to, <laughs> to say to it. And so many people mm-hmm. have messages that are similar to that, where they're almost, you know, con- they're congratulating themselves for whatever it is. But what they don't recognize is that's not bringing value to anybody. That's just them take. that's them holding up their trophy, their Oscar, you know, but the reality is there's no value in that. So when you're creating, when you're creating content, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the consumer and ask yourself, okay, what, what value am I bringing this person through my message? And the more value you bring, the more successful you can be. But there always has to be something behind the message that, that is supposed to help people or else why are you even posting it? What's the point? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so now I I assume that the whole idea of being in front of a camera for you was easy because of the resting. Is that am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's I. When when it comes to and again, this is like a little another little secret. Um, I was a huge fan of Macho Man Randy Savage. I was a big oh fan me too of Rob, yeah Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> Hulk Hogan yeah. like all of those big yeah. stars of the past. Every time I do a video, I treat it like an Ultimate Warrior promo where I'm like <laughs> standing next to Mean Gene and I'm just blabbering <laughs> away. And yeah. that's kind of like, that's my thing. I studied so much professional mm. wrestling as a kid. I have it nailed mm. down. And when you emulate that your whole life, it's just second nature to be in front of a camera and do the same thing all over again. So let, let's take a little, little deeper dive. Now, this video that you said that kind of caused some friction. So, I mean, what was the idea? Talk us through, you know, how you came up with the idea of the video. What's the video you're talking about exactly? And the, the response that happened. 
So most of my content at this point, it's, it's a lot of my content now is based on uh, the feedback of others. I pay an insane amount of attention to uh, the comment section and um, that's kind of how I sculpt my messages. So when it came to that first post, I didn't, I obviously didn't have anything to work with, but what I noticed that a lot of people gravitate towards and, and, and want to know, they want to, they go to LinkedIn to learn about LinkedIn. They want to know stuff about LinkedIn and how that is the most popular subject on LinkedIn yeah. right now is LinkedIn itself. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's like, no, it's like no other platform. Instagram doesn't talk about Instagram. People don't post yeah. about how to make it on Instagram yeah. on Instagram, but on LinkedIn, it's like the hottest thing. So really it yeah. was just leveraging that. And I, I just said, listen, these are the things that I've learned about how to get engagement. These are the things that I've learned about how to add connections. And that is what caused friction because I wasn't talking about um, forensic accounting. And uh, oh. yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the thing. A lot of industry folks, a lot of these executives feel like you have to stay in your own lane. You can't uh, go I- and talk about yourself or talk about your hobbies yeah. or your challenges mm-hmm. or your concerns or your, you know, what the things that give you anxiety. No, that all of that is wrong because this is LinkedIn. This is a professional platform, you know? Mm. So think about it. Think about it for a moment. Whenever you do the opposite of what everybody else is doing, that's going to get attention and it's going to get attention <laughs> quick yeah. because people, yeah. people get, bo- okay. Why? Wh- tell me, tell me, why do you go on LinkedIn for what? Yeah, I, I mean, I just, my God, I don't even know where to start. There's so many things. Like, I want a, a professional development. I want to make connections. I want to, you know, get educated. Uh, I, I want to um, learn what other people are doing. I mean, there's just so many things. I, I want to create content. You know, I want to consume the content. So uh, I think for me, number one, more than anything, this is education. I like to get educated. And then, like you said, just looking at the patterns, at the trends, and see what other people are doing, whether you're supposed to be in those comments. I love to see the comments within the comments. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I feel like I'm, I'm learning so much because I have different perspectives, some different views, some people all over the world. So I just find it totally fascinating. So that I'm totally addicted to it. I'm on it every day. All of those things are 100% accurate. They're a hundred percent accurate, and I could not agree with all of them any more than how you, what you've said. But the reason why we pick up our phones, the reason why we you know swipe up, open up that app, is because we're bored. Whatever you're doing, you know, whatever mundane task at work, you know, answering emails, whatever it may be, the moment that you pick up your phone, it's because you're bored. So when you go to these social media platforms such as LinkedIn. You are going there to be entertained. You're going there to learn something, but it has to be in an entertaining manner because you're competing with whatever you're competing with whatever task you have to complete. So whatever's happening over there on LinkedIn has to be interesting enough to keep you there because that's all LinkedIn mm-hmm. wants. They want to keep people on that platform as long as humanly possible because that only helps them. So they're going to elevate the content that keeps people interested, right? So when you're making content, you have to think in the back of your mind, how am I going to keep these people here and ensure that they're not bored? Because that's why they came here in the first place. Yeah, and I noticed that your videos are pretty well done. It seems like there's a lot of editing involved. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain on how much time and is it you and a production team and 
I mean, is, is this all being paid by the company or is it something you're doing? You know, because oh, no. ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, isn't it to, to generate leads, to, to get sales? I mean, what's the goal here? That's, I, and I think that that's one of my keys to success. There is no goal. I, I do it because I authentically love doing it. I don't do it because I, I, I'll be 100% honest with you. Right now, um, the money that I make from social media marketing uh, in terms of clients is, is not equal to the money that I make as a forensic accountant. So, you know, my forensic accounting is, is still, that's, I still have a 40-hour regular, you know, job. And on top of that, I have clients that I, I assist with social media marketing, editing video and all that process. And, and to kind of touch on that a little bit, um, you know, uh, editing video is, is very time consuming, but uh, yeah. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. and I feel like the presentation is everything. And, you know, the way that I cut my videos, the way that I edit them, the way that I go through that whole process, everything is with the intent of keeping attention. I know I only have you for about three seconds at a time. So if I don't keep you hooked in every three seconds, I know I could lose someone. So I make sure that I make it meaningful and worth your time to continue to watch. So it's a one person show. You're on your own. You do everything all by yourself. Oh yeah. At the moment. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a virtual wow. assistant that helps me with some of the uh, administrative, like uh, helps me sort through the inbox and helps, you know, mm -hmm. organize me a little bit because sometimes it does get overwhelming. I mean, we're talking about uh, after that video on, on Monday, I probably had like, I don't know, three or 400 inbox messages. There's just, wow. no way. there's no way that I could get to them or, or organize <laughs> them in a way yeah. I could say, okay, this person's a serious lead. That person yeah. doesn't seem interested. And, uh, or, you know, of course, it's like uh, the salespeople, the salespeople in the inbox. I'm, I'm so mad at them. There's mm. so many of them. And uh, those yeah. go nowhere. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Why did you make a spam folder? Why, why? LinkedIn, hey, I know you're watching. Why haven't you made a spam folder yet? Because we need to put yeah. all this in there, please. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally get that. So now, so you, I just unreal that you've only been doing this for a few months if you think about it. So then yeah. now you that decided to start your own social media marketing business. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, this is the story of how that happened. I had no intention yeah. starting a, start, sounds, that's sounds, what I want to know. <laughs> I had no intentions of starting a social media agency or anything like that. It, it just got to the point yeah. where I was spending, I was sending way too much money to my PayPal account as gifts. And I, being an accountant, I'm like, okay, the IRS is going to come after me. Like, I can't keep putting this down <laughs> as a gift. I don't under, I don't really understand how PayPal works. I don't want to take the risk. So I was like, you know what? Mm. I probably need to incorporate. I probably need to do the proper paperwork and get something going because uh, I can't keep like PayPaling money to my, my email directly. It just doesn't look right. So then it was, it was something that, you didn't even think about it. It was it wasn't like a plan. Like it wasn't a strategy. Just kind of uh, based on what was happening. Was it was a reaction. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, it was. It's literally okay. I I need to structure this, and and I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I am at this moment. I am so unorganized. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I love it. Place. Um, I need help. So if, if anybody's listening and they want, <laughs> they want to help me out and make some money, um, I would be more than happy to bring you on because uh, right now I am just the biggest mess. I have, I'm so disorganized. 
Um, so yeah, you know, this business was not something that I even considered. It just kind of fell in my lap and now I'm just trying to manage it to the best of my ability. Awesome. Oh, I love it. This is fantastic. So now what do you see for the future? What do you want to happen? I mean, you talk about, you know, seeing the vision. What's, do you have a new vision now? Do you envision yourself, you know, five, 10 years, whatever, a year from now, a month from now, whatever it is. What do you want to, are you going to leave your accountant job, do this full time? I mean, it sounds like this is your passion. This is really what you want to do. So talk me through that. It's, so I'll, I'll tell a little story about myself. I remember in, um, all through grade school, I was uh, bullied incessantly, just ridiculously bullied. And um, it, it caused me to just be a very quiet kid. You know, I, I, I really tried to just avoid people and interaction as much as humanly possible. And then I remember in high school, I would, uh, during lunch period, I would just walk through the halls because I didn't want anybody to see me sitting by myself. So what is great, but could also be potentially problematic with social media is that the people on social media are so nice and it looks like I've found something and Mm. it really helps build my confidence. And, and you know how it is when you have that damage from childhood that never really goes away. So when I think about what I want for the future, it's just, uh, I don't want anybody to feel like me. I don't want to feel, I don't want anybody to feel the way I did. So what I want to do is give people a voice and teach them to, how to have a voice. It was, it was traumatic for me, but that doesn't mean it has to be traumatic for you because I know what to do. I know how to, um, I know the message to help you say so that you can get attention. Um, just like mm-hmm. I wanted my entire life. And uh, so if there's a goal I have, it's that is to help people find their voice and magnify it through, you know, electric messaging, if you will. Gotcha. And so would you say that your main focus right now is, is LinkedIn? I mean, I'm, that's my main focus. So are you on other platforms? If so which other platforms? Um, I, I have a little bit of a following on, on Instagram, but that's because I did mm-hmm. uh, like modeling and stuff like that. So it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do any talking. I just uh, very, you know, pit, picture centric, if you will. Um, and uh, YouTube a little bit with uh, the company page, but really that, that hasn't been my focus. I think it's like, uh, you know, sometimes I'll get messages um, on some of my posts and they'll say, oh, you know, why don't you try acting? Why, aren't, why don't you, you know, go to some auditions or, or, you know, I'll get messages such as that. And I say, no, I mean, I like it <laughs> on LinkedIn. Yeah. I think yeah. the problem that people sometimes make is they spread themselves too thin they try oh, a bunch so of different man. platforms yeah. that all have a different yeah. voice and yep. um, then they end up diluting the water. So I think uh, yeah. when you found something totally. good, become great at it, perfect it mm-hmm. and put mm-hmm. your energy into that. And then of course, mm-hmm. as, as you grow, uh, it, it may become necessary to branch out. But right now LinkedIn is home because it's what's working. Keep doing what's working. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now I'm just curious, have you had any haters have you had any trolls and, and have you had like to deal with uh, rejection? And, and, and if so, how do you deal with that? What's your process? This is, this is going to be a little bit controversial. So I'll be careful the way that I say it. I think that generally speaking, uh, men have it easier on LinkedIn than women do. Mm, um, yeah. I have posted uh, similar content to another influencer 
And I have noticed that the comments that the female influencer got for a very similar message were significantly less kind than the messages mm. that I received or the comments that I received. Rather. Interesting. Um, for the most part, yeah. I found that 99% of the comments I receive, you know, all of the inbox messages are overwhelmingly positive. And then there's that wow. 1% the outliers. They don't like the way that I edit my video. But then I talk yeah. to them and it's just so funny because they, as soon as I send them a message or I send them an inbox message and I just show a little bit of kindness, it's incredible how the person's attitude will completely change. And mm. they'll say, no, 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 I didn't mean it that way or whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah. Once you give them a little bit of that attention, it, they, they just completely lose the, you know, whatever whatever negative mindset they might've had about something that I said. So um, for the most part, I found that it's, it's been a, a great experience for me, but it is a little bit um, worrisome when I see some of, you know, the other influencers yeah. that, that are female and um, people are just not as kind to them. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. So, um, so if people want to uh, find you and, and just kind of let them know, Real quick, what is it that you're, you're, what's the name of your business and, you know, what, what's, what's your pitch and, and how can they find you? Sure. Yeah. So um, what I'm launching is uh, Proverb Media and uh, I, it's right now the idea is to just assist people in creating content, editing video post-production and helping find your voice on social media because uh, it's, it's, it's not easy it's not easy, yeah. even though I spent the last 20 minutes talking about how easy it was. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't draw. There's some people that can draw incredibly well. I can't draw that well. So, yeah. you know, despite the fact that I might find it a little bit easier, um, let me hold the pen for you and let me draw the picture of social media for you. And then in time, you'll learn how to trace around what I'm saying. So if, if I had a pitch, that's all you're going to get. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the goal for <laughs> me. And the gotcha. way that and how can they link? Go ahead. Obviously on LinkedIn, um, you can reach out to me yeah. on LinkedIn and uh, just send me a message, and uh, I'll definitely get to it. And uh, also, you can reach me at uh, jon at pvbmedia.com. Okay, gotcha. I'll make sure to put that on the show notes so people can get in contact with you. So, uh, Jonathan, this has been fantastic, and and I really uh, appreciate you taking the time fantastic story amazing story and i'm just so glad that you made your idea reality it's funny because it seemed like the idea came to you you know <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah, reaction yeah. and now you're making it happen and, and it sounds like you're so passionate about it and uh, you know it's great to, to hear your story and, and thanks again for coming on. i really appreciate your time no and, and thank you so much for having me it was such a pleasure to be on 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 your podcast and uh i look forward to the next one hopefully when I come back in a couple of months, I have all these great stories to tell you, not how I'm a has-been and a one-hit wonder and it <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the future and, and I see big things with this podcast. So hopefully we can work together again soon. Well, there you have my conversation with Jonathan Palmer and just so interesting. Love his story. But I got to say my biggest takeaway was probably when he mentioned that um, folks get on social media because they're bored. I never thought about it that way. I thought that that kind of struck a chord with me, that they they get bored and then they want to be educated or they want to be entertained. 
So I guess it's interesting to, to think about that. You want them to stay um, uh, reading your content or listening to your content, watching your content uh, while they're kind of sc- scrolling through and, and checking things out. So I thought that was uh, really interesting that he he pointed it out, that you go there because you're bored. And and I guess it, it kind of makes sense. It struck a chord with me. like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's exactly right. Because if you're not bored, you're really not getting on any of these social media platforms at all. You, you're really not. You're just kind of going about your life and your business and doing what you got to do. But once you get a little bored uh, or maybe you want to take a rest, and then you jump on and kind of see what's going on. And, and I feel like he's right. Yeah, the first two things you're thinking, I want to be you know, educated and I want to be entertained, like edutainment, I guess that's that's the whole idea of it. So anyway, so I thought that was interesting to, to think about how you can, um, you know, if you want to create content on social media to think about maybe that's how a lot of users are entering uh, the platforms is that they're bored and they want to be uh, edutated, I guess. <laughs> All right. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, episode. I thought it was great. And um, as always, thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support. I really appreciate it. Please feel free to rate, review, subscribe, download, share this podcast. It helps get the message out. Um, And as always, you have been listening to From Idea to Reality, the Majendum Podcast with Elvin Freitas.